<laughs> Where's the titles? <laughs> Too many shows. You're going to edit out all those kisses. Oh, you never know. <laughs> Hello to all the cinephiles out there. We are back. It's a science city. We've been, it's been a little while since we've uh, purchased a ticket and sat down in the UCR cinema, but Vera and I felt a little bit, I don't know, nostalgic for older times, and we thought we'd sit down and have a little chat. Uh, for those of you that haven't checked out a science seating before, this is our movie review show where we check out Cinema masterpieces or or cult classics, Every, cult everything classics. in between, anything <laughs> in between, you know, any but movies that float our boat. Heading of horror. Yeah, <laughs> Vera can't do horror. This is as close to horror. A, as a horror. horror. Actually, no. We'll get we'll get Vera closer to horror one day. There's some there's some movies <laughs> we're gonna watch, but the it's closest okay. I could get was True Blood. There you go. <laughs> There's other reasons to watch True Blood, right? right. <laughs> All right. So with this show, we sit down and discuss, you know, a movie. We usually have an expert and a first-timer. So today, I guess I'm playing the role of expert and Vera is our first-timer. I and am we first are going timer. back. We're going back in our way back machine. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but it is. And we are jumping, jumping like a long back. time ago when you look at those costumes. When you look at the fashion and everything, you go, okay, things have dated a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> but we are hopping back to the 90s, the very, very beginning of the 90s, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are discussing, I don't know whether it's a cult classic or I just love it, but who cares? Either way, we're talking about 1991's Soap Dish. Now... <laughs> I thought if one person would have seen this movie on Uncensored, anyone on our network, it would have been Jeffrey Emmett, given his love of soap operas as a child and all things 90s, really. <laughs> Jeffrey has not seen Soap Dish. I am so mortified. I'm so surprised. I'm like, wait, what? I thought this is, <laughs> this is his bag. This is his, like... This is his moment. But it's for those who haven't seen, I know, right? For those who haven't seen Soap Dish, we'll give you a quick little synopsis. Soap Dish centers Can you around. Give a little synopsis of Soap Dish? I, I'm, I'm going to kind of try. <laughs> I'm going to kind of try. It centers around the set of a fictional soap opera in prime soap opera time, the 90s. The sub also sets. <laughs> which which is which actually sounds like a legitimate, you know, a so, legitimate soap opera. <laughs> they've done their they've done their time. So it's a bit of a backstage drama like the olden day talkies of you know backstage film movies. Uh all about its mature mature at 40 star <laughs> Celeste Talbot, the one that only Miss Sally Field. And uh when she finds life imitating uh, imitating life a bit yeah, yeah. too closely as the whole thing unravels. Now, <laughs> the first thing that I thought when I saw this movie again 
Holy crap, what a cast. I <laughs> know, and that's not even no. all of them. No, Kevin let's Dutton go through it. Yeah, let's go through it. So we have Sally Field, we have Kevin Klein, we have Robert Downey Jr., Elizabeth Shue, Whoopi Goldberg, Kathy Moriarty, Terry Hatcher, Gary Marshall, Kathy the Jimmy, and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. All in this cast of this little 90s movie. And I, every time you go, oh, that's right, you're I in this. Oh, that's right, you're in this. I don't think it was a small budget movie. I think it was a little. Film. No, it was a it was a big budget movie, but it was it's not like a blockbuster. It's a it's a bit of a, no, a, I think a it's cult a, classic. Tanked. It's a cult classic. Well, thirty one million. We got we went to a, on a, a box office of um sorry on a budget of twenty five million. It made thirty one point two. So not a huge success, but you know it it did okay. But for anyone that was alive in the 90s in the early 90s and um and watching daytime tv this movie i think gets i love a good satire and this this movie just dives straight in well this is your first time seeing it what did you think when i said hey vera watch this movie Um, my first thought was like, oh, is that a good movie? I remember it taken in the, in the, at the time, but I'll watch it, you know? And I said to my sister, I said, I'm going to watch Soap Dish. We're going to do an assigned seating. She's like, that's a bad movie, isn't it? And I said, well, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. And when I, I was about I just... to start it, I was texting my friend Peter and he said, oh my God, Soap Dish is one of my all time favorites. And I said, oh, I've watched there it for the first time. He's like. <laughs> right i, I mean yeah. there's a certain there's a certain demographic of people that will that will identify and know as soon as this movie starts exactly what it's gonna be because it does it's what well, starts at the tv the daytime tv awards <laughs> with like a very famous actor from that time minus right. his patch <laughs> i mean <laughs> I mean, I my grandmother, I, I've said on various uncensored shows before, uh, was a cleaner, but her favourite show, her favourite show in the world was Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. Days of Our Lives. She watched Days of Our Lives and from the beginning, from, from the very, very beginning, would not miss an episode, used to tape it every day because in case she was working and then come back and watch it at like early hours of the morning because that's when she'd be awake. So you'd wake up at grandma's house and you'd hear the sounds, sands through the hourglass. And I became <laughs> very well acquainted with, you know, Patch and Kayla and Roman and, and Marina <laughs> and Black and Stefano Demira and all of that good, all that good stuff. She liked Young the Restless, but not as much. She was a days about like used to buy the TV soap magazine so she could read all the articles about like yeah. heavily days of our lives. So this <laughs> kind of sits, this really sits in a nice, happy little memory bubble for me. And I can't remember how I saw it the first time. I just know that it was a movie that was on rotation. Like <laughs> we would get it from the video store fairly regularly. I think it's the Whoopi Goldberg thing. We had a bit of a bit of a thing for Whoopi Goldberg in our house. Mm-hmm. But I, I have seen it multiple, 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 multiple times. Like right. and so quotable. 
so many quotes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it was think good. It was really good. It, I enjoyed everything about it. You've got to really give it. I think I don't know who else they would have gotten to play the part except Sally Field of Celeste. <laughs> she, like, this is a big scenery tour for her. She just comes, anytime she's on, on the screen, <laughs> she's, she's like, what? There is no subtle, for someone who is a renowned actress and I guess is, I guess is more known generally for drama. I know she does comedy <laughs> and, and like she's done comedy, but, but I think she's more well known for like, you know, Steel Magnolias and all that right. kind of stuff and those, those big meaty parts. But, Oh my God, she chews scenery in this. <laughs> She's got no. <laughs> she is. Oh my like, God. Betty Davis, step aside. Favorite moments is when they pull her off of Kevin Klein's back and she's, <laughs> she's still in the shape. In the attack, <laughs> in the attack position. Back, you know? <laughs> even at the very, at the very beginning when she's. When she's doing like the. There's the monologue scene and, she, and she's like, I'm guilty of love. In the first degree, <laughs> <laughs> and the stare afterward—it's just—it is so golden. She so is, David, <laughs> I love. She just that break, that manic breakdown that she has, yes. and like you see, you do see shades of it in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire again. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire, like comedy-wise, you see it the whole time. The whole time, like she, she likes <laughs> right. that repeating, that yeah. repeating phrases. But yeah, she, she goes for gold, and I've got to say, I this is one of my favorite Sally Field performances. She was doing some <laughs> real different. She was going for gold in like in the nineties, like the she did. Physical comedy was great, right? Amazing. Yeah, she, she yeah. was. She she literally threw herself in there. So when Celeste, of course, is an award, I th we, we have to, she's based on Susan Lucci, right? She has to yeah. be the Susan Lucci. <laughs> Absolutely. Except she, win she wins the award. She, <laughs> and that was my she, grandmother, she so my grandmother was oh, really? all like children that we all, uh, we the whole family, like my Uncle John would watch it because my grandmother watched it, you know, the grandkids yeah. watched it, you know, my Uncle Paul watched it because grandma watched it. The story's <laughs> on! That was the story. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, what's your stories? You got to talk about. It. You got to. You got to talk about. It. You got to talk about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> Celeste. Celeste is the. I guess the the star, for want of a better word, of the show, and she is at the award ceremony and once again wins her best actress award, mm -hmm. and goes home to find her her um her life starting to fall apart with her. Living lover, her living lover who is, happens to be a married man, <laughs> goes back to his wife and kids. I've left you the plants, darling. Care for them like you did me. Cut to the next scene, and she's walking around with a bottle of Clorox and a bottle of vodka. That is some strong shit. Do you see those plants smoking? It's yeah. like she's like she's burning that shit down. Sally's like, no, I will not have it. She that will not great. have it. <laughs> it was great. But I think that it's so important. There's, there's some huge performances from some of the characters in this in this movie, but there's some nice little subdued ones as well that keep us keep us nice and grounded. And 
Whoopi Goldberg is not usually the subdued one. Yeah. But she, as Rose, she just really sits there and and it's kind of like Celeste's guiding light. She is her, her head writer, has written for the woman the entire time she's been on the show, apparently. And is, I guess, her enabler slash support system. It's a little bit of both. <laughs> slash therapist. <laughs> slash therapist. But I, I love Wolfie in this. She's yeah. just... She's and you know you know, I, you've watched Whoopi your whole life. You don't remember her being that young. Yeah, she and she looks you she know? looks great. She's funny, and you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But while all this is happening, there is uh, there is a dastardly plan to yeah. overthrow poor Celeste <coughs> by by mysterious new actress Montana Moorhead, Kathy Moriarty. Far out, man. She she's a funny bitch in this movie. I'm like, but we're not, we're not going to bury the lead. Let's talk about how good looking was young Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I know. I remember Robert what Downey was Jr. that. I was like, wait, what? I forgot all about you. I forgot all. Of- he was a good looking young guy. Like, he, yeah, he was. He's a hot he looking was, old man too. I know. And you forget because you are so conditioned to see him as Iron Man these days. Well, it's the same thing with Whoopi. You're used to seeing Whoopi with the cane on the view. Yeah. And suddenly comedy it's like, chops. oh, yeah. Comedy chops for days. Like, yeah. the, the stuff between him and Kathy Moriarty is so funny. Mm. Like, <laughs> so and so inappropriate. You're just like, yes. these two. Yeah. <clears throat> She wants to be the star. He is the director slash producer, and he's trying to get her in. And then poor Terry Hatch is just in the background. But <laughs> she, she, she was great. Like, as as that vapid airhead soap actress character, she only had, like, small parts, but Terry was amazing. And she looked she would look like she was a baby in this, but it wasn't that They all look like babies, you know? I know. Even uh, the old woman looks like a baby. Well, she was old at 42, remember? Right. She was 42 years old. She was the aging star. The (laughs) aging star. It's like, oh, no. But, um, yeah, Celeste is is dealing with a lot. And we also find that one of her ex-co-stars is... uh, I feel so. I feel so sorry for this guy, Kevin <laughs> Klein. And Kevin Klein is eating scenery in this movie as well. He's just chewing it, chewing up, chewing it, chewing it, and spitting it out. But he he's he's um relegated to dinner theater, dinner theater, dinner theater, <laughs> dinner theater. <laughs> in Florida, in Florida. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't. It just cracks me up. And just watching him watching him watch her and like that seething anger <laughs> on the TV and death of a sales death of a salesman in dinner right. theater. And it's Mr. Loman. It's Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Anderson, Anderson, Anderson! Don't call me Mr. Loman. It's like Oh, it's too real. Too real for the poor guy. And he's William Shakespeare bust sitting there. Yes. <laughs> he wanted to be he 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 considers himself a serious actor, obviously. So we are watching Celeste's up and down 
I love, it's that it's pretty manic. I love I love it. I love watching this go ooh, 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 as we find the um the ins and outs of a TV soap. Now I love again tiny tiny part, but so good. But here's Laurie Craven, an actress. My name is Betty Faye Sharon, and I'm a bitch. <laughs> Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Carrie Fisher yes. is all I'm saying. <laughs> Carrie Fisher as Betsy Faye Sharon. I was the so casting shocked couch. to see her and so shocked to see how small that part was. Because, uh, I mean, uh, Star Wars was already out at that point. Well, this is the '90s. Star Wars has yeah. been out for a long time. She was, a, yeah. I guess she was on. She was on one of these ones with her career, and it just <laughs> she was, you know. But the casting couch was well alive and well in, um, you know, in Betsy's <laughs> office. I love, I love how um, '90s futuristic the set is as well. Like that Art Deco look, but it's kind of like it's got automatic blinds that are like metallic <laughs> that, that swing. I'm like, this is amazing. It looks so and it's just. Everything about this movie is dramatic. Like even the scenery, like that whole, yeah, the whole—they look like CDs. Those blinds, Everything they are so dramatic, reflective. Except Kathy Najimy. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I love her. We can try that. We can try that. Tell her I don't feel quite right in the turban. Gloria fucking Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're fired. Oh God! No, I'm joking. <laughs> like it's just—it's so quick. If it you, is. Like the jokes are so quick that if you don't—if you're not actually paying attention—you miss out. You're like, oh my God! But so quotable as well. <laughs> I don't feel—I don't mean dead in a sense. I mean actually dead. Determined. <laughs> 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 she loves. She loves the term. And yeah, Kathy the Jimmy. Tiny role, tiny, tiny I, role, but but so, still hilarious. Yeah, but this is you know this is before Sister Act. She was she was just pretty much you know a working actress who got lucky with all of these all right. of these people. <laughs> so the tanking ratings of of the Sun also sets uh, are exposed, <laughs> and, and you know very hilarious boardroom scene i love it. ariel should be raped by father Corey. it's like it's not okay i think she should be she should be she should be abducted by some colored guys colored guys it's like, you're like oh, what he's like gonna stab people it's just like it's i guess it's kind of like this is like proto the office really isn't it like yeah. we're not looking it's not documentary but it's enough of a satirical look inside a workplace for you to go Oh, okay, cool. Even like, even this whole boardroom thing is sheer genius, and the fact that this is produced by Aaron Spelling, right? The king it of smacks a, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, this is probably a bit a bit more real than anyone knows. Like, right. like the drama <laughs> behind the scene. But it is decided, as always. When the ratings fall down, something big has to happen. Right. Someone has to die. <laughs> and that's someone, that's someone who we decide is a homeless girl who uh, fought her way into the casting office by the name of Laurie Craven, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Elizabeth Shue. They're like, wait. Oh, that is Elizabeth Shue. I was like, 
damn, like we, this, <laughs> we were we, uh, we were having some celebrities in this movie. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Elizabeth Shue is Lauren Coburn and cast as a, a homeless person <laughs> that goes to a soup kitchen in the Caribbean. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> but you know that's what soap operas do. So it's decided that Celeste will kill the homeless in order to um, right. bring her character. You know, bring her character's likability down. This is a uh, you know Montana's Montana's evil plan to <laughs> to really humble <laughs> her. To ruin her stuff. She wants she I'm oh, I'm 30, David. I need this to happen now. It's like <laughs> I feel you, Montana. I feel you. It's okay, girl. <laughs> and she, you know, she gets her plan underway. Betsy is called for a homeless because the homeless look too homeless. Right. <laughs> <laughs> need to be homeless. Betsy! <laughs> so all all um, you know, fate. Fate leads Laurie Craven to set. That little exchange, though, was priceless. He's too homeless. Where did you find him? Well, we found him out in the street. He was homeless. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's a great patter, great banter. (laughs) So, Laura, I love the the knife. (laughs) The knife that she attacks Celeste is a whole machine. She goes, it's big. It looks smaller on camera. (laughs) So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We we watch the scene play out as Laurie attack Celeste only for them to embrace. Uh, yeah. Curious, curious slash question mark. Oh, it turns out that Laurie Craven happens to be Celeste Talbot's niece who wants to act. Don't ever say that I want to act. Don't ever say that. <laughs> Don't ever say that I want to act. But <laughs> she's decided she's moving to the city to become an actress. And all is well to begin with, <laughs> to begin with, uh, Laurie kind of becomes, you know, a bit of a uh, set piece that sticks around for someone who is an extra. An instant overnight success. An overnight it's success, you know. Exactly. And she catches the eye of uh, one former co-star when he is brought back jeffrey anderson kevin klein is hunted down when it's decided that laurie isn't isn't enough we really want to drive celeste crazy so we're bringing back her ex love interest from the th- right I, it would have, I would guess it would be it would be the 70s during that that, that show i get like the, the timing <laughs> of, the, of the show so right. jeffrey anderson is plucked from obscurity in florida and returns to the life of a soap actor and their their scenes together are fantastic. Kevin Klein and Sally Field are just one-upping each other hardcore. Even when that first make-out scene where she's like, (laughs) and then she's on him, like, and then she knees him in the balls. It's great. (laughs) And again, she, she faints and everyone just looks at her falling to the ground. It's like, (laughs) <laughs> oh, and he know he knows her her dirty little secret. Yeah, he knows her dirty little well, secret about her trip. The whole of the no, I'm ta- I'm talking about the trips across the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> I love that scene. 
while so while um while Sally Field's character is spiraling out of control, Whoopi says, "I think it's time to take a trip across Brooklyn Bridge." No, I can't do it. It's a crutch. <laughs> one more time. Okay, one more time. Where she stages a um a recognition in the middle of the mall, so every I guess housewife we're going we're going like you know hardcore. Right. <laughs> Hardcore satire. Every housewife watches this show. So Sally gets her ego fed moment and she's ready to go back to the show to deal with attacks from all sides because not only is her niece there and starting to become a bit of a star of the show, Jeffrey catches her eye and he catches hers and they, you know, start a little bit of a tryst i guess we would call it's not really a relationship they they go on a couple of dates but it's very flirty and he tries he tries all of his all of his um you know magic that has obviously worked for him in the past because it's it's repeat (laughs) performance even that actress that he does that to in the dinner theater i've seen her in a lot of things but i can't think of her name She's she's not like a famous famous actress, but she's someone that I've seen before. I can't think of her name. Anyway, I'm having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Will it come to you if you have a drink, Stephen? <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> sure, I will. If I remember to, if I remember to, it'll be good. <laughs> so yeah, with with attacks coming from all sides. Celeste does what she does best and acts and acts and acts her way through her life until new fresh fresh face star Laurie Craven has to kiss Jeffrey on screen. Yeah. As Vera said, probably one of the funnier moments. And I think the most physical I've ever seen Sally Field outside of Gidget. Um, she, <laughs> she launches herself. I think you can't kiss her. You can never kiss her. No! I kiss her when I want her. You can't kiss her because we're her parents. We're her mommy and her daddy. <laughs> That's right. Celeste reveals to everyone that I know in the seventies. In the seventies, after their fourth date, <laughs> she got pregnant <laughs> and uh, got at Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> yes, at Shakespeare in the park. All's well that ends well. <laughs> All's well that ends well. And then Celeste. Um, I'm Scott. Oh, that's right. She got sent to a, te- a tuberculosis clinic in Tierra del Fuego on the show, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> to have Laurie. So she went away to have Laurie and um, gave her to her mother and created a sister. Fictitious sister. Fictitious sister. Now, everyone's like, as if that happens. It used to happen. Mm-hmm. It used to happen when people, especially like, you know, the 60s, 70s, when when unwed mothers got pregnant, sometimes they went away mm-hmm. to visit family in the country. Yeah. They're really fa- taking a semester in France. Yeah. <laughs> One really famous <laughs> uh, example of this is Jack Nicholson. 
Yeah. Jack Nicholson, <laughs> the woman who he thought was his sister, <laughs> for <laughs> a big chunk of his, his life, mommy. was actually his mommy. Mm-hmm. So for those for those just watching it with a modern eye, <laughs> it used to happen. Okay? It used to happen. It used to happen. It used to happen. So. This all of this drama, you never (laughs) know. Yeah, (laughs) if you're in the states, you never know when we might need to take a visit. Especially any of the states that banned abortion. (laughs) All of this drama, however, has played out on camera. Yes, and we can only assume that they used to go live. By the looks of it, it was a live taped, a live taped. um, soap opera which again seems a bit weird for people but that used to happen too live live to air live tapes and they wouldn't hold on to the tapes they would air it shoot episodes and air it and it would go out i have um i have a dvd set box set of the show dark shadows the tv show so it's got all the um the pre stuff it's like dark shadows episode five take two blah 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 like it's got all of that stuff in it because it's the original negatives so uh the idea of uh take after take after take wasn't really a thing because film was expensive back in the day you got it right they would film straight to air they wouldn't yeah yeah (laughs) you would get and if even if they did like even if they did film you wouldn't get multiple takes they would deal you would have to deal with what was going on Mm -hmm. and that's why i think back in the day especially in america theater actors were soap stars earlier on there's a lot of a lot of theatrical actors like old theater actors that ended up in soap operas because they could do that you know right change on a dime kind of thing whereas predominantly tv actors they they are comfortable especially film actors they're comfortable with take after take after take this is a rehearsal this is that this is that right again this is that's something that doesn't happen anymore either live drama no (laughs) live drama does not happen so there is an ultimatum given even the shows that are filmed before a live studio audience are taped Uh, yeah, yeah aren't live yeah not live to air only on rare occasions, like they do. I remember they do like a special episode of Will and Grace live, mm-hmm. where it'd be like one a, one a season, as opposed to every episode. Right. <laughs> Radio show, show, show. We get have it so easy. So there is an ultimate ultimatum given by all three of the new now leading cast members of the Sun also sets. It's them or me, and we get the genius plot device that. The actors will find out their fate live on air. That is rate. That is ratings gold. I mean, come on. If that were to happen today on a TV show, you know people would be tuning in. They'd be like, "Oh my god, what's going to happen?" Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I hope and, so-and-so, uh, so-and-so's got to go. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I love how quickly Laurie's face is up in the hallway with everyone else's face, and yep. she's she's like dominating the show straight away. They get the uh, the beach cafe, a beach restaurant scene where Kevin Klein is not wearing his glasses. I think <laughs> that's <can't> <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a brand fluid, brain fluid, brain, brain, brain fever. fever, brain fever. Yes, brain fever. <laughs> or what we used to call 
coffin schlucking. <laughs> the one thing he gets right. The know, one thing right? he gets right. So it's decided we're going to get rid of Laurie. Laurie Craven's character will have brain fever. <laughs> her, her brain is going to explode in three hours. Uh, you know, this is after her, the mute Laurie, who we don't have to pay if she doesn't speak, can suddenly speak again. <laughs> and Montana is revealed as Celeste's mother. <laughs> so I'm like, he's so caught. I love that the plot is as convoluted as the plot of a real soap opera. Like, that is just great. Right. There's so many, there's B plots, there's C plots, there's E plots, and they're all just, like, blopping around into some beautiful coincidence of amazingness. <laughs> and it all culminates in the the operation that we do in the, not in a hospital, no, no, no. In the, in in the, the restaurant. Chinese restaurant. In the Chinese restaurant that's in the Caribbean on the beach. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> As you do. As you do. So uh, Sally Field decides, that, you know, she's been trying to make it up to both of her, uh, to both Laurie and Jeffrey because she's ruined three lives. Three <laughs> lives. I ruined three lives. Me, America's sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> So many quotes, so many quotes in this movie. <laughs> but she decides she will sacrifice her character in order for them both to stay on the show. But then Laurie, at the last minute, says, no, I can't do it. They have a happy, happy, you know. Oh, a family moment. Little, little family moment and everything is resolved. Because in the background there has been more drama. When, uh, when Terry Hatcher's character finds out, you know, Montana Moorhead has been getting her way with the producer, she's a bit betrayed. And then she thinks, because Montana feeds the story of being pregnant <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to Jeffrey, <laughs> she's a little bit heartbroken. So she takes things into her own hands and recruits Whoopi Goldberg to, to come on to set. And I'm so excited. What are you doing here? <laughs> we get, this is, all right, people, we've had the conversation before about we have to look at movies being products of the time that they were created. Yes. There are problematic moments in this movie. This is a problematic moment, but it's also a very funny moment. Montana Moorhead is revealed that she was once Milton Moorhead of Seasset, Long Island. <laughs> so Montana has been holding her own plot secret back. David David's watching all this unfold in the in the in the booth under shock and everyone she, Montana all the, I love the last is crying Kathy faints Kathy yes. faints Kathy is doing Kathy is doing the work in the audience Kathy faints at this point because it's too much but I love the last you see of Montana she's like no 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 running out of like the soap <laughs> opera ending of soap dish is just is too brilliant and I I can't it's just hilarious so celeste we're at the end of the movie celeste jeffrey and laurie all win soap opera awards 
And we find out the final fate of poor Milt Moorhead. He is now in Florida. <laughs> he is now in Florida doing his Willy Loman at the very best. And that is the whole, I'm sure we've missed things, but that is the oh my whole God, it's a good movie. convoluted. Yeah. So what did you think, Mira? Now that we're at the end of I the mean, whole thing, and we can't spoil anything. What did you think? I really, I remember at the time it came out, I was dating a guy and we watched a lot of action adventures because that was his. And I, you know, if I wanted to see a chick flick, I had to move away from him. And that wasn't what I wanted to do at the time. So I didn't really see it. And this was getting panned. It was getting a lot of bad press. And so I kind of had it in the background. I didn't think about it. And like I said, I was texting with my friend Peter and I said, Peter, I'm about to watch this for a future show. He said, oh my God, it's my favorite movie. And I'm like, well, I guess I need to see this, right? And it was so madcap, so, and you know, I mean, so farcical, so, so many moments. It was just running back and forth and running over each other. And, and like you said, the, the comic timing of Sally Field was amazing. <laughs> you know, I ruined three lives. You know, I was just like, and then she would repeat it. She's gone. Yeah. You know? American sweetheart. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I thought it's a very underrated madcap comedy. You know, just along the lines of Mel Brooks and Spaceballs and High Anxiety and all these other great madcap comedies. Very much you know? so. I think it's ensemble comedy, which you don't normally, you don't see a lot of anymore. There is definitely, like, there's definitely comedies around, but it's always very central to one character. Whereas right. this is, I think it wouldn't work without the whole cast and the whole cast being right. who they were. Like they, they were so such a ragtag bunch of random now, people. I don't think I've ever seen Kathy Moriarty in any other comedy. I've yeah, no, she's usually she's usually like a femme fatale kind of yeah. like, like yeah, it's like ugh. yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, I, I enjoy her though. I think she, she, everyone, oh, no, I thought she was great. Everyone chews, like, everyone chews scenery in the biggest way possible. And Jamie from that tiny bit part, man, she owned it. Right? Yeah, the tiny bit parts do amazingly well. Terry Hatcher does amazingly well. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I was like, what do you do with these, these tiny, tiny parts that you get like, oh, okay, no worries. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't speak highly enough of this movie. It, ha- it holds a very special place in my heart. I think it's um, I think it's a gay classic. I think the gay, the gays I... love it. <laughs> I, I think the gays, so. like, I think it sits in every, especially like a certain subset of like, I guess we'll say anyone who was old enough slash young enough for to be influenced by that early nineties daytime TV gets it and gets right. it's it's so niche but yet so wide ranging as well. Like uh, you were either like I was watching it at grandma's house or you were addicted to it and watching it yourself and going, oh, Yeah, I need to know what's going on with these people. <laughs> But in in true like you know soap dish fashion, storylines are strange. 
the show was actually workshopped as a musical. Oh, really? In 2010. In 2010. Had a stage reading with Kristen Chenoweth, John Stamos, and Jane Kurowski in 2012. Wow. Yeah. So there's um, 26 years of reports that um, it was going to launch in London. But it took it's taken till twenty twenty for the music uh, the musical to make its first public appearance at the Turbine Theatre as a workshop production in London. So it still hasn't like hit the big big like, like the big time. But in the background, Soap Dish became a musical. Who knew? Right. I think that would be a great musical. But the plot also thickens as the sun also sets. <laughs> Everything. Everything old is new again, right? Right. Right. On January 10th, 2022, it was announced a soap dish television series is being developed <coughs> by Paramount Plus with Whoopi Goldberg returning as Rose Schwartz. Wow. To, <laughs> I guess herald in a whole new generation of soap opera stars and <laughs> imagine imagine if that got off the ground and you managed to get elizabeth shoe to play essentially sally field's role she would right. she would be the she would be the matriarch of that show now mm-hmm. and having to deal with a whole new generation of <laughs> hungry hungry wannabe famous actors <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that you could get Sally Field back. Like she she is no stranger to TV. She would do she does she picks her projects well, but there's the possibility that Soap Dish, you know, might be back. And I thought it would make a great TV show. It would make great episodic TV, like yeah. The Office. It would be something that would be very, I think very niche. And the, the audience that love the movie and that love soaps would get it, but I'd be super interested to see. Well, if the that soaps takes are off. disappearing, you know. They are, but that's that makes us super interesting. Like, imagine the storylines that they would have to come up with to right. try and keep <laughs> for the for the storylines that they already have and that they've already used on the sun also sets. I can only imagine what is happening. What thirty years later on the set right. of that show with with. Rose would have to be the head of the network and, you know, making all the calls. But reboots are the thing. Don't you we, think we love uh, them. Robert Downey Jr. Jr. would be the head of the network? Um, well, you never – he might have followed Milton. You never know. You never we would know. Have to find, we would have to find out all of these answers to the questions that – because it, it kind of – when the movie ends, it ends. It's not one of those ones where you get – resolution for every character it's just like okay no, we're leaving over. we're leaving that story yeah we're leaving that yeah. story that's all that happens which is interesting so stay tuned for the next thrilling installment of the yeah. sun also sets and possibly soap dish i guess i'm not even going to bury the lead i think this movie is brilliant if you haven't seen it and you enjoy it's worth watching on some comedy if you enjoy satire if Rented you enjoy netflix yeah. for three forty couple of yeah. dollars to rent it was streaming on one of the channels it was streaming on one of the channels here but then i went to watch it and went damn it but you can rent it and look 
if you rent it, they might make the TV series. You never know. Yeah, exactly. You never know. You never know. You well, thank you for thank you for joining me, Vera, and getting <laughs> no thoroughly sun thoroughly sunsy on soap dish. We'll be back again sometime soon. So you know, pick up your popcorn, throw your trash out as you leave. But we'll be seeing you soon again in the cinema club. That That's is right. a side seating. Bye, guys. Have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.